The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show, brought to you by Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, where your personal financial plan is the key. So, Bubba, uh, I'm going to have to take uh, issue with an article I read last week in Psychology Today. Hold on before you do that, because I got something else that, that happened on Friday. <laughs> oh, really? That you know, it you got to tell the world it, it, about. Well, it, it set me off, and I've got to I've got to go through a whole rigmarole and process. But I think this would be good for the uh, the listening audience. So out you, there. you've got some issues with something too. I've got some issues. All right. Well, go ahead. All right. So. Uh, Friday, mm. I got in the mail a credit card offer for John Burton. For your 12 My 12-year-old. Okay. Okay? All right. Now, you remember a couple of years ago, there was this Equifax data breach, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And I, at that time, I said, look, you know, if you get credit card offers for a, a 5-year-old or a 12-year-old, <laughs> There may be some kind of issue, right? Now, I haven't dug into it. It may just be that he got his name on a mailing list, and mm-hmm. I don't think that his credit has been compromised to this point. Mm-hmm. However, it's another step that I've got to go through and do today to double-check and verify and make sure that he hasn't been compromised. And, yeah, that and somebody I'll, doesn't own a couple cars and a couple of motorcycles exactly. in his name. And if they do, I'm going to repossess them, right? <laughs> yeah. So, if, if anybody listening out there, if your child mm-hmm. has gotten credit card offers or anything like that in the mail, mm-hmm. it might be a good idea for you to go and check their credit report mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure that there's no outstanding balances or credit or any kind of identity theft or anything like that. It's usually a red flag mm-hmm. uh, when mm-hmm. when a child gets a, an offer for a credit card. Now, this was one, mm-hmm. so it may not be a big deal, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm even considering going in. John Burton doesn't need credit, so mm-hmm. I might go in and create a profile and lock his credit mm-hmm. until he does need it, yeah, right? until he's 18 or 19 right. or whenever mm-hmm. that yeah. you want to start building his credit. Well, now Anyway, you know, I'm off my soapbox. Well, I want to continue yeah. down that road just a little bit just to explain to people how easy it is for me to steal yours or John Burton's uh, Social Security number. Oh, yeah. Because once I've stolen it... Mm-hmm. Then I can, you know, if I have the right kind of computer system, I can probably come up with a bunch of different possible birth dates Mm -hmm. for that person. So let me explain how Social Security numbers have worked up until now. There's a little bit of discussion about changing it. But first of all, those first three numbers of Mm -hmm. your Social Security number are by region. Region. So a lot of times, you know, if you're the... Uh, Isn't it amazing how everybody around here has like a, a, a 587 or a 428 or a 427? Uh, yeah, that's exactly yep. right. Mm-hmm. And so if you were born... And sometimes when we're filling out paperwork at the office, right? Yeah. And somebody comes in and their first three digits are... 012. Two, 012. I say, huh, where were you born? Yeah. yeah. Or if it's a 256, you say, you were born in Alabama? Mm-hmm. 
because there are these regions, kind of like yeah. area codes for your car right. or, or for your phone. Mm-hmm. So the Social Security Administration has those first three digits that are kind of a given. So if you were a person trying to steal somebody's identity, and if you could get access to uh, maybe their computer or their email or uh, steal something out of their mailbox, not only would you kind of start with those first three digits, you're going to assume maybe Bubba Labus was born in Mississippi. Okay, and you might start with the first three digits of of that area that Social Security uses. Now, you can also find the last four digits of your Social Security Mm -hmm. number because a lot of times people ask you to use that, don't they? Mm -hmm. As an identifier. As an identifier. Mm -hmm. If you want to log into this or whatever, give us the last four digits. So if I gain access to your computer or to your email Mm -hmm. or look in your mailbox over time, I can probably figure out what the last four digits are because you've told the world mm-hmm. what, what they were. And I may be able to identify the first three digits just assuming what part of the country you were born in. So now how many digits do I have left? Two. I got two in the middle. Mm-hmm. And they sell, believe it or not, software packages mm-hmm. in the dark web, on the dark web, that will just run possible matches because you've already got the first three and you got the last four. They got this computer program that's going Mm -hmm. one, 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 two, one, three, and just going through all of the possible matches to come Mm -hmm. up with what your social security number could be. It's pretty easy. And, and you know, they've already got a name. It's pretty easy to get a name. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got Facebook, Mm-hmm. And you go onto the Facebox machine, and you and you pull in, you know, some name that you've already got, and you yeah. say, "Hmm, yeah, well, John Burton there, you uh-huh. know, his parents wished him a happy birthday on on X date." Yep. Well, there there's his birthday. Back. Now all we got to do is just back up to the year, mm-hmm. you know, a mm-hmm. little bit of reverse engineering, and, and you can have that thing really interesting. Yeah. And I hate to tell people how to break the law, but we right. basically just explain to people how to mm-hmm. do that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and I have to do these uh, these classes on things you're not supposed to do in our industry. Right. And one of them is about money laundering. Sure. So what do they do? They teach you how to money launder. Right. <laughs> they do. So you can pick yeah. up on money mm-hmm. laundering. You yeah. know. And I, we've had new employees yeah. at our office like, yeah. man, I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. But now I know. Now yeah. I'll never do it. I'll never do well, it. Well, I mean, think about it, though. <laughs> With any kind of law, law enforcement, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. they got. You've got to tell them how people break the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that they know what they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, the FBI yeah. knows how people try to rob banks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. FBI agents would probably be some of your best bank robbers. That's right. They're not mm-hmm. because they're trying to keep you from it, but right. they got to know how you do it to keep you from it. So I, I think you really make a good point there that Social Security numbers uh, and identities are very important, mm-hmm. even for the youngest among us. Yep. Because if you do get a credit card offer in for somebody who's 12 year old or younger, that may indicate that somebody has used that number mm-hmm. before and it's in the active stage right. somewhere. You know, Sears, JCPenney, Belk, Walmart, somebody. Sure may have that thing and has identified some activity and said, oh, you know, they charged with that Social Security number on a visa here at our store Mm -hmm. a couple of times. 
And, you know, we would like to have as many new customers as we can get. Right. So let's send them a, an invitation for mm-hmm. a Target card. Sure. And that's what you're speaking about, right? That's what I'm speaking of. Yeah. 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 So be aware. When we come back, we're going to talk about the thing that actually that, had me say. Yeah, worked you up over the yeah, weekend. Had me worked yeah. up over uh, an article uh, and some statistics that came out of Psychology Today last week. Here on the Advisors Roundtable, stay with us. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. Bubba Labus and Greg Cooley here with you on this portion of the show. So, Bubba, um, I read this article, uh, parts of it, in Psychology Today, and basically it was humankind's most common fears. Psychology Today. Stupid people like yeah. me, you know, <laughs> nerds, whatever. So, I, I'm, and I actually, what I was looking for, I went mm-hmm. to psychology today to prepare for my Sunday school right. lesson. I was doing a thing on uh, human emotion and whatever in my Sunday school. And so I, I went there and then this thing jumped out, you know, and I, I'll go over it. So humankind's most common fears. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start reading them. And my whole issue with this is they left out one. Okay. Okay. Now. I bet I can guess some of them. Okay. So what do you think the most common fears are for humankind? Um, public speaking. Yeah. Uh, heights. Yep. Spiders. Yep. Snakes. Yep. That's, that's what I can come up with. Okay. Dark. The dark. The dark. Okay. Flying. Yeah. Closed places. hmm Getting a disease. Now, we covered the top 10 right Right. there. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's the top 10. All right. So for Americans, they left out one just huge one that you and I have to deal with every day. Mm -hmm. And you know what it is? Taxes. Yep. People are afraid of tax. They're freaked out by taxes. They go see their CPA and the CPA says, you owe some taxes. Mm -hmm. Their brain suddenly turns off. Right. They don't hear that, oh, you owe $75 mm-hmm. or that you owe 75000 They don't hear the number. All they hear is you owe taxes and somebody messed up. Right. I need to shoot somebody. I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. I need to divorce her. Whatever. Stuff starts going through their, don't they? They do. Yep. They overreact mm-hmm. when they hear taxes. So am I not supposed to be avoiding taxes, Bubba? You want to pay your fair share of taxes, Okay. right? Um, however, I don't see taxes as necessarily uh, a, a terrible thing. Okay. Now, I disagree sometimes with the way those tax dollars are spent, as, yeah. as I think everybody should. And I think that's why most people get upset about paying taxes. Okay. But well, when you look at the services that are provided, okay. right? I mean, we've, we've got the number one military in the world mm-hmm. and pretty doggone safe here in the United States. We've got uh, a pretty doggone good health care system for the elderly, right? Right, right. You've got Social Security for, uh, for folks mm-hmm. that qualify, all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get down to the state and local level what's provided. Right. You've got fire protection, police protection, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in many cases, uh, garbage mm-hmm. pickup. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sewer, essential pick services, right? So all this yeah. stuff that, yeah. that's provided by taxes. Mm-hmm. So if I were to ask somebody, let's yeah. say that Phil over there went into his CPA's mm-hmm. office. 
Phil's our executive producer here on the Super, on Super Talk. So let's say Phil, uh, sitting in the room with us now, let's say we look over there and he's just boiling mad. And you ask him, Phil, why are you mad? I just came from the CPA. She says I owe taxes. Mm-hmm. All right, now, why do you think Phil would be angry about owing for all that stuff you just delineated? Um, because he doesn't think about it in probably the way that I do. Mm. He sees it as a bill. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and nobody likes bills. Nobody mm-hmm. likes paying bills. But okay. Phil over here sees it as a bill. He's like, doggone it. You know, I, I thought I was all caught up and paid up. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, here it is. I've got to come up with whatever amount of money it is mm-hmm. because I've got this bill due. Yeah, uh, I, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I think that people see it as a bill for something that maybe they could have gotten out of. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Right. Now, uh, how could they have gotten out of it? Well, maybe with better planning or if they had known about a different deduction or exemption or credit or if if you had done a better job managing their portfolio or yeah. their attorney had informed them they were going to have to pay taxes if they sold all that timber. Or it, I'm, I'm sure the attorney told them that. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. didn't listen. Right. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I want to defend whatever attorney you've got in your mind's eye when I made that comment. Right. They probably, he or she probably told you, you're probably going to have to pay a little capital gains because, you know, right. those trees have been growing for 50 years. Right. Mm-hmm. But all you heard was, oh, I'm going to get $50,000 to cut all that hardwood. Mm-hmm. And that's all you thought. Right. And now, you know, somebody comes up with a six or $7,000 bill. And so I, you're right. I think they see it as a bill. And I, I would even go this far. So when you talk about uh, capital gains of that nature, et cetera, et cetera, there are advanced planning things that you could do mm-hmm. uh, where you could potentially defer the tax, mm-hmm. but you never get out of it. Uh-huh. Right. So uh-huh. you look at a, a 1031 exchange mm-hmm. with property that you may sell or, mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. You, mm-hmm. You've taken certain depreciations on land mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can probably defer some of the tax mm-hmm. if you do some advanced planning. Mm-hmm. But then again, what if tax rates go up? Mm-hmm. And then when you do finally pay those taxes, what if you're paying a higher rate? You're actually getting to somewhere I want to go in this dis- discussion. Okay. And that is, in 20 years, do you think tax rates are going to be where they are now? Uh, personally, no, I don't. I think they're going to go up. If you had to make, you know, there's $100 mm-hmm. lying here on the table, and you and I are going to bet each other $100. Would you bet that, you know, the? and, and when I'm talking about mm-hmm. tax, rate, I'm t- uh, tax rates, I'm talking about individual income tax the, the tiers, mm-hmm. what you have to pay at, at each rate, you think they would be higher in 20 years? I think they would be, uh, along with other taxes as well. I think that uh, payroll taxes are probably going to go up. And you think this, why? Well, if you look at the, the way the system is utilized presently, mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, some changes that are going to be required mm-hmm. in order to make the system solvent. Okay. Right. Uh, and, and I'm speaking here about Social Security. Okay. So either they're going to delay uh, the amount of benefits or the amount of money that you're going to get or the time at which you can take those benefits. So in other words, they're going to make early retirement instead of age 62. They're going to make early retirement age 65 and full retirement age 70. Mm. Right. You, you anticipate all that coming. I anticipate that. But, you know, I also see uh, that... Uh, 
people are living longer mm-hmm. and you've got a greater population who's going to be relying on this system. Mm-hmm. And granted, I mean, there are still workers down, mm-hmm. uh, down the line that are still paying into it, mm-hmm. but I think something's going to have to change there. And that change may be, and it may be a minor increase. Mm-hmm. You know, it may go from 7.65% up to 8%. Mm-hmm. But I think there's going to be an increase. There's going to be an in, in, right. increase in lots of taxes right. or, or lots mm-hmm. of approaches yeah. to to collecting money from yeah. us um, because... There's a, there's a way to increase taxes, like local taxes, for instance, mm-hmm. without increasing taxes. You want me to explain how that inside of your mouth, there, yeah. Bubba. So let's let's take property taxes, right? You mm-hmm. own a house in Corinth, mm-hmm. and it has an assessed value of say a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, right, and you pay a certain rate on that. Okay. It's a certain number of millage rates, right? right? Let's just say, for argument's sake, it was one and a half percent. Right. So you're paying fifteen hundred bucks a year on this house. Okay. All right. Well, really, all they need to do is go in and do a reassessment on the property and say, "Well, Greg, you know your house is not worth a hundred thousand anymore. It's worth a hundred and twenty-five thousand. Okay. And if you're paying one and a half percent of, of that, then your taxes go up. All right. And really, they didn't change the one and a half percent. They didn't change the one and a half. So the politicians can say, "I didn't vote for a tax. I didn't increase. raise taxes. Yeah." Uh-huh. That's the tax assessor down there who did that to you. Yeah, yeah and you you elected him, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I can hear the, right. the political banter all, yeah. all about mm-hmm. that. Why do we think taxes are going to go up? Just quickly, why over the next ten fifteen years? First of all, I think people are living longer, mm-hmm. so Social Security, in order for it to be solvent, we're probably going right. to tweak it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent a lot of money trying to guard against this pandemic and the next depression. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, look at the overall debt and overall obligations that, that even we have. Even before the pandemic. Even before that we've got in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about 24, what, 24, 25 trillion dollars. That's a lot on of the money. Net, it's a lot of money. Yeah. And then you look at overall obligations that need to be paid as well like Social Security and Medicare and all, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're looking at uh, in the $60 trillion, oh, $80 yeah. trillion dollar range. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, I don't want people to freak out. Yeah. We're not bankrupt. Mm-hmm. You know, if if the United States just went out and got a mortgage on all the property it owns, right. we, we could probably get a few mm-hmm. trillion dollars for all those parks we have. Right. Huh? If you if, Just Google it. Mm-hmm. See how many acres the U.S. government owns. Right. And so uh, we're not insolvent. We, 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 it's not to the point where we, we can't pay our bills and, you know, your next Social Security check's going to bounce. And, and I've heard people say before when they come into our office, man, I just turned 62 and I'm signing up because yeah. I'm going to get it while it's there. Yeah. No. I want to make sure I get mine. Don't yeah. worry about that. Right. No, please don't worry about that. That That, that is really kind of a, a, a rumor that got started about 30 years mm-hmm. ago by some politicians. Um, you know, you really think about what kind of, of revolution that we would have in America if those Social Security checks <laughs> didn't make sure. it. Sure. So the politicians are going to make sure that they make it whether they have to specifically raise taxes or raise assessed values or do something mm-hmm. through fees or do it through the back door, right. we got to come up with the money. So 
my discussion about that today is based on the fact that I think people are afraid of all this. Number one, mm-hmm. they don't understand it. Secondly, they think they got gypped somewhere. Thirdly, they see it as a bill. There are a lot of reasons that people don't like to hear taxes. And then I'm going to go to a break and come out of the break and tell you that Bubba and I may make a suggestion to you if you became a client of ours that you pay more taxes. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's crazy. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? We'll talk about that here at the Advisors Roundtable. Well, certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley with you. So, Bubba, we're talking about taxes and how that we think that that's probably one of the top fears of most Americans up there with spiders and snakes and the dark and heights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, why would you ever counsel me if I'm a client of yours to possibly pay more taxes this year or, you know, from well, time to time? Uh, so I'll start with, with uh, what I would say that is the most obvious reason, right? Okay. All right. Um, let's say, for instance, that I'm, I'm, you know, a little bit older, maybe in retirement, that mm. sort of thing, and I've got a certain pile of assets, and some of those are, are all going to be taxable to me if I take them out, right? All right, so this pile of assets mm-hmm. that could be taxable to me would be like any money I put in and didn't pay tax on the deposits or Correct. the growth. Like an IRA or an old 401k that you've got or a, a SEP or it, it, you know something that might have long-term capital gains taxes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I bought Walmart you know, when Sam Walton was coming through Corinth back mm-hmm. in, in the the 60s or 70s okay all right and i said you know that old sam fella he's all right maybe mm-hmm. i bought a little bit of that walmart stock mm-hmm. you never sold it never sold it and, so I, and i've had it all value. these years yeah and you know now it's worth a boatload of money okay so i could have a pile of money yep. that could represent taxes to mm-hmm. me if i do something with it right and since i'm so afraid of taxes mm-hmm. whether it's advisable or yep. not most of the time i just yep. avoid it and, and and this is the the mental image I want put in people's mm-hmm. head. Let's say that out in your your mother's backyard, you have this pile, a old pile of wood. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility there's a snake and some spiders in there, right? Right. And we've already talked about snakes and spiders mm-hmm. being some of our top fears as humans. Sure. So what I usually do, I just avoid that pile of wood. Right. Now I may need to be using it mm-hmm. and burning it or relocate it or cut it up or chop it up or sell it or do something with it. But what I usually do, just avoid it. Right. I don't touch it. Leave it there and let it rot. Probably. Yeah. And so a lot of people do that with certain assets. Ooh, somebody told them if I do anything with it, Mm -hmm. it could cause me taxes. Well, I didn't ask how much taxes, what kind of taxes, when Mm -hmm. do I pay the taxes? Can I pay the taxes as I go? I didn't ask any of that. Right. All I said was, ooh, it's taxes, mm-hmm. so I stay away from it like it's spiders or snakes. Sure. You're telling me I shouldn't do that? No, you shouldn't. So there are some of these accounts that I kind of treat right. like right. my mom's pile of wood in her backyard. Right. I just avoid them. So, And, and I'll give you an example of this. Let's say, for instance, that I'm this individual and I bought this Walmart stock or I've got these retirement accounts and that sort of thing that are all going to be taxable to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm getting a little bit older, but, you know, my income is down from what it used to be. 
And right. a lot of times that works. That, a lot that, of times that, that works. That, and let's really say that my happens. children have been very successful and their doctors or lawyers or business people or, or whatever they're doing, have mm-hmm. great jobs, engineers doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Maybe their spouses are making a lot of money too. And rather than give them something that has a tax liability or tax burden on it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So. This is more of an estate planning well, it could be, about. but what you're telling me is I, it's not all about me. No. And it's not all about what my tax rate mm. is. I may need to look at this from the point of view of my family. Maybe a better family decision for you to pay the taxes or for Ooh. me to pay the taxes uh-huh. than say my physician child who's making lots and lots of money. So while you're in a lower tax bracket right. and you're 70 mm-hmm. years old, Maybe you should pay some mm-hmm. taxes and don't leave it all to me because I'm right. a 40-year-old mm-hmm. attorney making lots of money. Sure. Now, there, there is uh, a, an argument that I would say, you know, somebody's mm-hmm. going to say, well, Bubba, you know, that Walmart stock, there's going to be a step up in basis, right? Uh-huh. And basically what that means is that as soon as I die, mm-hmm. there's going to be a step up in cost basis on that stock that my children or whoever's going to inherit it get it, Right. And then their basis or what what the IRS would have seen that they paid for it mm-hmm. is going to basically be the value on the day that I died. All right. So if you die, if you yeah. sold it b- the day before mm-hmm. you died, right. let's say you paid $20 mm-hmm. a share yeah. for it and you sold it for $100, mm-hmm. you would owe capital gains on $80 right. of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Correct. But if the next day you pass away and leave it mm-hmm. to John Burton, your son. Right. He's going to get credit for the $100 it's trading at today. As, is, as if he had bought it at $100. And if he sells it tomorrow at 100 right. or 101 mm-hmm. or 102 right. or 98 yeah. or whatever, yeah. that old $20 basis of yours died mm-hmm. with you. Right. Now, that's the present law, right? That's the present law. Do we anticipate they may change that? Laws and sausages are two things you never want to see being made. Mm-hmm. So there could be a change in that. I, I don't know the answer, but there could be a change in that. All right. So there's one way that I may need to be addressing yeah. my assets by looking at the things that have appreciated in value and looking at my yeah. present tax rate. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat, you know, let's let's go back to this Walmart stock, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that I bought it years ago, and I think that, um, you know, I, I need to do something with it. I don't want to pay tax on it. Nobody likes paying tax, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Of course, that's what we're talking about here. Maybe it's okay to pay it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, what if instead of me writing a check to my charity or church of choice, mm-hmm. I gave some of that stock to a charity or church? Mm-hmm. Then I don't pay the tax on the capital gains. Uh-huh. So... I, what I'm, I'm getting at is there are a number of reasons and a number of strategies that you would uh, either want to pay taxes early, mm-hmm. whether it be an estate planning issue, mm-hmm. or not pay them at all uh, because you're benefiting another charitable organization or, or whatever it or may be. Or benefiting your family. Or benefiting your family. I mean, later on, if my kids, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I really do, I want them to be in it at, at least as high a tax bracket as I am right. or better. Mm-hmm. Don't we want our children to do better than, or at least as well as we did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if I wake up here in 10 or 15 years and one of my ch- children is making at least as much or more money than I am, mm-hmm. there's a possibility it's the best thing for the family that I pay a little tax now, which leads me to my next point. And you've talked about a couple instances where I may 
need to think about and consider paying some taxes now. What about Roths? Yeah. With some of that retirement money that you said I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to owe tax on. Right. What if I say, "Hey, you know what? 2020 was the year of the pandemic mm-hmm. and 2020 was the year that the economy shut down and 2020 was the year I didn't earn much in commission or my store didn't do very well mm-hmm. or my pharmacy didn't do as right. well as it used to or you know my my business didn't do as well and I'm I'm anticipating not being in as high a tax bracket mm-hmm. this year as I was last year when the market was great and when the economy was great maybe this year is a year I consider to pay some taxes mm-hmm. and take some of that money in an old IRA and talk to my accountant and say, hey, what would happen if I took $10,000 out of my IRA and went ahead and paid tax and then converted that and put it in a Roth? Mm-hmm. Now, why would I want to put it in a Roth as opposed to now that I've paid the tax, stick it in my regular savings account? Well, it's going to grow tax-free uh-huh. from that point on. Speaking of saving taxes. Right. And then when I leave it to you after I die, what happens? You don't owe any tax. That's correct. Because the tax has already been paid mm-hmm. on it. If I leave you my IRA, you're going to have to pay I tax. Owe the tax on and it. And if you're my child in at least as high a tax bracket or maybe higher than I have, then maybe would I be doing you a favor to mm-hmm. go ahead and pay the tax now? Yeah. Do you tell people that when you're meeting with them? I I tell them all the time. You know, if I was your child, I would much rather receive money that already had tax paid on it Mm -hmm. than something that I would have to pay tax on it. Now, maybe we can. And and for for twofold. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number one, I don't need the extra income to pay uh, um, the extra tax on, right? Okay. So I'd like to receive it tax-free. Yeah. Uh, The second reason is... um, it just feels good to get tax-free money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? I tell you what, I'm going to love Daddy a whole lot more yeah. mm-hmm. if he leaves me a pile of money right. that has no tax to be owed on it. You touched a minute ago on, on Roth conversions. Uh-huh. So no doubt about it, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, we've seen uh, the stock market uh, have a, a, a dramatic correction mm-hmm. over the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say in most instances, probably most IRAs that individuals would have that are invested in the stock market are probably down from their highs. Yeah, I, I think most people, I mean, most people listening to yeah. us now, if you would think, hey, you know, last December, my IRA was worth $80,000, mm-hmm. probably sometime in March, if you logged in, it's probably going to be worth in the 60s or 70s. Right. So let's say it's 60, right? It went it, down. Let's say it's recovered a little bit and it's at 65, right? Okay, because the market has bounced a little. But you like the investments in your IRA. All right, so I see where you're going uh-huh. here. I'm going to leave all of our our listeners there with that thought as we go into this break because Bubba's got something cool to tell you. Hang in there. It's Super Talk on the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you. And Bubba, uh, we whetted the appetite of those listeners uh, that were with us just before the the break with, uh, here we are, in the middle of a little bit of a correction. Market went down, you know, Mm -hmm. certain indices have gone down as much as 30%. 
and some have come back, but we're still a little bit in the negative for the right. year. And we were talking about that in light of Roth conversions. Mm-hmm. And I told them to hold on because you had something cool to suggest. Well, so let's say, for instance, that, that you've been listening to this show and, and you say, you know what? That old Greg and Bubba, they kind of know what they're talking about every once in a while. And they mm-hmm. say, you know, it might not be a bad idea to do a, a portion of my IRA into a Roth conversion, you know, mm-hmm. and change their IRA that would be taxable to them, which would be taxable if they convert it to a Roth. Mm-hmm. But then it'd be tax-free to whoever's going to inherit yeah. or to them later if they wanted to use it. Right. So we've gone through a, a correction in the mm-hmm. stock market. And and let's say that you own this Walmart stock in this uh, proverbial sense, right? Mm-hmm. Or mutual fund or whatever it is. And you like these investments. Okay. They're good investments and you think they're good investments and they're going to remain good investments mm-hmm. or you think they will, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. However, they're trading at a discount to what they were back in December. Okay. Actually, back in February, they're trading at a discount, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And in some cases, anywhere between a a 5% and 20% discount. Mm -hmm. To what they were. To what they were. Right. So if you are considering doing a Roth conversion Mm -hmm. on any of these assets, Mm -hmm. why not take something that has been discounted Mm -hmm. and then pay less tax on the discounted amount? And something that you think is going to go back up. And something that you think is going to go back up. So you'll be fine taking the lower amount on it now, paying the tax at the lower amount, and letting it go back up. And So let's say that this this investment was $30,000 that you wanted to convert, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But today it's worth uh, $25,000. Well, effectively, you pay less tax because you're converting $25,000 as opposed to $30,000. So I pay And it's just a matter of timing. I pay it effective on the day I do the conversion. conversion. That's right. So it doesn't make any difference to the IRS that it was at 30. Mm -hmm. It's... Uh, my tax is calculated on the day I convert right. it when it's worth twenty five. Right. Okay. All right. So yeah, it would be advisable, especially right. if I think this is going to go back to thirty or more. If you're in the twenty percent tax bracket, you just effectively saved yourself a thousand dollars on that transaction. Yeah. And over time, mm-hmm. I've saved myself the the growth mm-hmm. of that twenty five thousand dollars because I put it in a Roth. Correct. And I save myself the future tax on that mm-hmm. and its growth. Right. Or my family mm-hmm. I have saved. But Bubba, I had to pay taxes now. Yeah, nobody likes paying those taxes. Uh, and I'm going to go see my CPA, and my CPA is probably going to act like a Bubba's stupid for making mm-hmm. me pay tax last yep. year. Yep, they will. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a possibility because, you know, we're supposed to be saving mm-hmm. taxes. That's the important yeah. thing, saving taxes. Well, we, we've yeah. had this discussion a time or two, and 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 I'm going to overgeneralize here. And, mm-hmm. and most people that get their taxes prepared or, or go to a CPA, mm-hmm. um, many many times they feel like their number one goal or their number one job, either with the individual or the CPA, is to save tax. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas we have a little bit of a conflict with that because we say that our number one goal is to build your wealth. Okay, and they're not necessarily always one and the same? They don't necessarily always G and haul together. Mm. 
Okay. So there may be a reason that that, uh, that we would make a suggestion that you pay tax now or sell a particular investment that would cause you tax or, or have you incur tax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfectly legitimate reason, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And probably uh, one that's going to be in your, in your best interest mm-hmm. down the road, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, it's going to cause you some tax. And because it's the number one or, or what is perceived as the number one uh, job of an accountant or a tax preparer, that sort of thing, is to save you tax, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then they're, they're button heads oh, yeah. doing that. Oh, okay. Not necessarily that, uh, to say that— Not you, that either one is wrong. Uh, it's a difference in philosophy, I guess. Or timing or, or communication timing. or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Being on the same page is a big deal, right? right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, if you sit down and you and you're talking with the client and the CPA is in the room, and the CPA realizes that hey, yeah, they pay a couple thousand dollars mm-hmm. tax now, but they could save tax over the next fifteen years, which could save them thirty thousand dollars worth of long right. term ca- taxes. Mm-hmm or ordinary income taxes or estate taxes or taxes to their child who's in a higher tax bracket. Right. Uh, then everybody's, oh, well, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. But we still don't want to be the one delivering the bad news. Correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Bubba, when you do this for me, mm-hmm. you need to tell me so you don't put all that burden on the CPA to, t- to, 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 to report that. That's right. Um, and most of the time you are telling me, but mm-hmm. I'm just not listening. That's right. Huh? I'm not listening until I get what you said. I usually mm-hmm. perceive as a bill, yeah. which is, Hey, you owe some tax. Well, and it, and it goes back to the way in which people manage their, their finances again. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, our goal is to build wealth and do it, do it in the most appropriate manner that, that would be prescribed for an individual. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about individuals here, and let's say that we get in there and, uh, and we decide that um, you know, it's going to make sense to sell a particular investment. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, 2019 as a, as a whole was a really good year in the stock market, yeah. right? Yeah, it was great last year. It really was. Well, it, if you make more money, you're going to pay more tax. Uh, so I'm getting around to another point here. Uh, about saying, paying tax. Yeah, about paying tax. I would be okay paying a million dollars a year in tax. And that sounds weird coming for me to say that, right? Do we need to check his temperature? You might need to check my temperature. Huh? But I would dollars? be okay paying a million dollars a year in tax. Uh-huh. Because that means that I made probably $5 million uh-huh. in income. Okay. All so, right, right. yeah, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. In, mm-hmm. in other words, mm-hmm. probably one of the reasons you're paying a little extra tax is maybe because you made extra money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if your child does what you want your child to do, mm-hmm. and that is go out into the real world and become a success, yep. he or she is going to pay tax mm-hmm. because if they become a success, most of the time we. Feel like that word success goes along with mm-hmm. make lots of money. Right. Now, you know, you can be a success and be a school teacher or a coach or a preacher and still be seen as a success and probably not make a whole lot of mm-hmm. money. So those 
people out there who have children who became you know coaches or teachers uh please don't hear me insulting your baby right because i'm not mm-hmm. but most folk you know this is the around the time of the year pandemic or not where we go to graduations mm-hmm. high school or college and most of the time the goal is what this kid gets out of school and goes out and mm-hmm. gets off my payroll and makes a whole lot of money. Right. That's what most of us, especially daddies, are thinking in the back yeah. of our head. Or at least enough they don't have to come back to you for handouts, right? I ain't paying yeah. your cell phone when you're 40, dude. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Yeah. So they they go out and they start making this money. They're, they're going to pay tax. Mm-hmm. Please don't put the wrong taste in their mouth for that. Right. Because we want our military. Mm-hmm. We want our policemen. We need our firefighters. Mm-hmm. We need our EMTs and paramedics. We need good roads and bridges and sewer systems and water and gas and all of those things we're paying tax for. Mm-hmm. And we need them um, we, we need them to be working. Right. We need them to be there when I need them mm-hmm. there. When I call 911... Dude, I want somebody to answer. Sure. Huh? And when they run out the door to jump in that big fire truck to come to my house, I want that thing to work. I want it to have gas in it or, I want or it diesel. Have, yeah. I want, uh, yeah. 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 I don't want them to get like to the end of my block and say, oh, we ran out of gas. Sorry, yeah, we can't make it the rest of the way. Get there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, better you, luck next time. You pick up the yeah. phone and call and say, hey, I called 15 mm-hmm. minutes ago. My house is on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The truck wouldn't crank. Mm-hmm. No, you don't want that. So in order for that to work, we need to pay some taxes. Right. Now, we do want to do tax planning. Mm-hmm. And there are ways to plan for paying taxes. Mm-hmm. There are also ways to plan for... Not paying tax. And saving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm not against tax deductions, credits, sure. and exemptions. And tax advanced tax planning strategies, mm-hmm. that's what we do in our practice. But if our advanced tax strategy says this year, because of mm-hmm. where we are in history and what happened to the market and what happened to the value of your money, it might be adva- advantageous for you to pay a little. Right. Please don't want to throw the book at us. If that's what our discussion really says. So today, I want to uh, review. We, we've talked about fear. We talked about taxes. We talked about Roths. We talked about converting uh, certain assets into maybe some tax liability this year. Do you think most people were open to today's conversation? Or you think they turned me off when we started when talking? When we started talking about spiders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spiders or heights and, or public speaking. They probably and, got and, everybody. And the dark. Yeah. yeah. And heights? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably turned me off. And they really weren't listening when I said something about the possibility of taxes. Right. But for those who were listening, I hope you got something out of it. And you, I hope you'd understand we may be able to plan arbitraging your taxes by doing some advanced planning. And uh, we'll, we hope to uh, do some advanced planning again with you on the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. The 
discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Thank mm-hmm. you.